Welcome to Podcasting Experiments from the Creative Studio. Most podcasters stick with the normal podcasting practices, but you, you're different. You like to try different things. You do it like this, and then you break the mold. Now, in this fifth season, we're going to be talking with people that are doing something unique with their podcast. Maybe it's their format, their philosophy, their niche, whatever it is. We're going to find out what makes them tick. We're going to see what works and what doesn't. We'll see what we can learn and then be able to apply to our own podcast as well. You can visit our website at podcastingexperiments.com. My name is Joshua Rivers. I am your host. And today we get to have a conversation with Drew Ackerman, who is the host of the Sleep With Me podcast. If you're not already familiar with his podcast, that name may raise some questions. And we kind of discussed that a little bit in the episode. I did want to let you know that when I recorded this episode with Drew, I was in a location where I didn't have my regular microphone. And so I had to use my laptop microphone. And so the audio quality is not quite as good as we normally have. So I just want to give you that heads up as you listen. This is not the normal audio quality that we have in this podcast and that I like to promote. But uh, this is what we have for this time. And so that's also kind of one of the things that we do is that we just try to get the interview when we can. And so uh, we had a uh, opportunity to be able to get together and schedules didn't always line up. And so and so we made this work and I was definitely glad to be able to talk with him and be able to dive in a little bit more with what makes his podcast a little bit different. And so let's just jump right into this conversation that I had with Drew Ackerman. I'm excited today to be able to bring a, another incredible interview uh, to you. And so we get to talk to uh, Drew Ackerman, who is the host of the podcast, the Sleep With Me podcast. And his goal um, is actually to put you to sleep, whereas the <laughs> normal podcast is to keep you from going to sleep. And so um, hopefully we'll be able to keep everyone awake during this episode, though. Uh, but Drew, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. And yeah, I'll do my best to uh, to soothe your listeners, maybe, but uh, hopefully I won't put them to sleep. So if you're driving, uh, you know, maybe roll the window down and, and get some airflow going. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, so I, I definitely um, appreciate what you've been doing, and so I've heard you on um, a couple podcasts. Uh, Dave Jackson's uh, School of Podcasting for sure is one that I know that I've heard you on. And, and so that, that's where I first heard about you and your podcast. And I've checked out your podcast um, a few times. I listen to a whole lot of podcasts. And so there's some podcasts I can't keep up with um, quite as much. Um, but the way that you do your podcast is kind of unique in, in how you approach that. But before we get into more of exactly what you're doing with your podcast, can you kind of explain a little bit of how you got into podcasting, how long you've been podcasting and, and all that kind of information? Yeah. So like, uh, I've, I've been making the podcast and releasing it for about five years. Uh, so I started sleeping me like just a, almost exactly five years ago. I started putting out episodes in October of 2013. And, uh, maybe some of your listeners can relate to this. I think I had the idea and I was sitting on the idea and, and not starting it for five to eight years before that. And, and it kind of came out of like 
like some childhood stuff. But then when I discovered podcasts, like probably a lot of your listeners, I was like, holy moly. Like I couldn't believe that you could just go on this directory. And at the time it was like you had to download the podcast and put them on a device, but that you could kind of find podcasts about anything and they were more natural and, 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 you know, because radio, at least in the United States, has become very generic. Uh, so you could just find people talking about everything, like a little bit like public access TV. Uh, but, but I don't know, it's better. It's just so intimate and so experimental and, and, and so, I don't, I don't know, it just made me so curious and it just felt so fresh. And I was always like, oh, I wonder if I could make a podcast. And, I, and when I was a kid, I couldn't sleep. And um, it was just this terrible, painful memory of being there night after night, not like thinking and worrying. And one of the things I would do is listen to comedy radio and comedy radio. It never put me to sleep, but it always took my mind off of that pain. And and and, and I started to so start listening to podcasts. I was like, huh, how come there's no like bedtime story podcasts uh, for, for adults. There's some sleep stuff. And in the broader audio medium, you know, there's a lot of targeted sleep audio, like uh, pink noise and white noise and nature sounds and guided meditations. But I, I always was like, oh, there's nothing that's less serious. And, and, and so that's kind of the, was the genesis of the idea for the podcast. And then it was a question of, uh, could I find it in myself to make it and, and see, like it literally did start as an experiment. It was like, can I make this? What would it be? Will anybody listen? Uh, and yeah, it, we kind of went from there. Yeah. So, so that that's, that's kind of cool. And so it's definitely not something I would have thought of um, when, I, when I was coming <laughs> up with any of my ideas for podcasting. I've, I've come up with dozens of ideas and, uh, for me, this is definitely not one of them, but it's definitely very cool. Um, and I know over the years you've been able to get a lot of good feedback on um, the the fact that you've been able to help people be able to go to sleep, and um, and so that I mean to me that's really cool. Um, and so yeah, yeah. And, and so can you kind of explain a little bit about how you approach your your podcast episodes and 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 how that works into. Um, into the, the, the overall picture as far as like the, uh, the plan that you follow. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole idea of the podcast is that it's, uh, that to capitalize, I guess, on the, the intimacy of the medium and the availability that you can kind of listen to a podcast whenever you want, instead of having to tune into the radio at a particular time is I'm trying to capture the sense of someone actually being there, like a goofy friend or somebody you're calling on the phone, uh, just keeping you company and, and telling you a bedtime story where there's no pressure for the person listening uh, to pay attention <laughs> or, or to like uh, ha have to actively listen, like that I'm telling them a story as a presence to be like, hey, I see you can't sleep. Let me tell you this story and see if it helps helps you fall asleep. But even if it doesn't, Maybe it'll help you feel less alone. Uh, maybe it'll make you laugh or relax a little bit. So that's kind of the um, what I'm striving to do with the podcast. And it's not always easy and I don't always get there. And yeah, over the years, I've kind of kind of seen it change the, the structure of the show. Uh, but that's kind of the spirit of the show. And then it's kind of like a matter of like, oh, how, how close did I get to that goal? 
of uh, being a comforting presence and, and making bedtime less stressful for the listener. Yeah, now I know that in your episodes, you are definitely not organized in, um, in, in, the, in the way the content flows. So can you kind of, can you kind of uh, explain that thought process as far as why? Because, I mean, a lot of podcasts, we, we're like, okay, here, let's, there's like point one, point two, point three, and we're kind of going, following a certain thought pattern. Um, but with your podcast, it is um, not like that at all. And so can you kind of explain that a little bit more? Yeah, it's interesting from from the creator side, it, like it's it, it's a different experience than the listener side. So it's like my show has a very currently it has a, a, a pretty set structure. It opens, you know, with some pre-roll support stuff. Then I have an intro. And with most podcast intros, your, your goal is to get to the point and be like, hey, this is a podcast about it, experimental podcasts and podcasters that make them and what I'm curious about. Uh, let's get to the interview. My intros are like 12 minutes, uh, and that's something that's grown over the years. It used to be, I used to get right into the content, and at some point I stumbled on this intro where it's like, I'm trying to welcome the new listeners in, but I'm also trying to create this familiar place for the regular listeners. And so it's like 12 minutes of me trying to explain what the podcast is and failing normally, because it's kind of hard, even after doing 700 episodes, to capture what the podcast is. And I'm also trying to be like follow the structure of the intro, which is like explain what the structure of the show is, let them know what to expect, uh, you, you know, let them know that they don't need to listen and th- there's no pressure to fall asleep, but also following and being open to where my mind goes or what else has been on my mind during the day or what I'm worried about and, and then kind of seeing what tangents I can go on. And then, so the show has a 12, 12 minute or so intro, which some like particularly podcasters can find sh- shocking and jarring and even radio people uh, that listen to my show, they say, what is this? Like you're, you're not following any of the rules. So this doesn't, you're, 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 and I'm like, yeah, yeah, but it's kind of uh, on purpose. Like it gives a person uh, something to, to listen to or not listen to. But yeah, after the intro, I'll kind of do either a bedtime story or a TV show recap, or a personal essay that's around 40, uh, 45 minutes long. And so the shows are about an hour and 15 minutes, and that's kind of changed over the years. When it first started, the shows were 10, 20 minutes, and it, it was just a matter of experimenting and saying, huh, like if I was listening to this podcast, what would I want? What am I hearing from the listeners? But yeah, structurally, or as far as the content goes, it's weird. It has to be... Um, I believe, like making the show that the, the episodes have to have a beginning, middle and end, even if the listener never hears it, that the episodes have to be complete. Uh, I think that's part of what works is that uh, the people, even if they're asleep, there's something comforting. Uh, like we desire narrative and stories uh, that, that have a beginning, middle and end. It's kind of just how our brains are wired and that there are listeners, a f- small percentage of my listeners have chronic insomnia. So they're just listening for the company. But yeah, I, I try to have the shows like pretty structured, like similar, similar to like a regular podcast where you're saying, okay, I do want to cover these eight points, but I call them meander points. So I'll have a story and I'll have eight or 12 points that I'm supposed to hit. Like, Oh, the character does this. Then the character goes here and, and tries this. But in between those points, I can kind of meander wherever the story goes. So if snow's falling, I can kind of pay attention to the snowfall. 
or if the character is thinking about something or, or two characters are discussing something instead of, uh, having have, have to be direct or clear, I can kind of give it space uh, to, to go wherever it wants to go. And, and, and I guess that's kind of like how people's brains are working at bedtime anyway. You're slowing down and your thoughts are becoming a little more detached and, and less coherent. And, and, and then it becomes harder for people to follow. And, and I tend to be goofy and nonsensical. So that adds a layer of people kind of saying, oh, well, I, I don't really, not only do I not have to listen to this, it's kind of hard to follow anyway. And so... I'll just kind of drift off with these images in my mind. Yeah, I didn't follow anything you just said. Um, let me try. No, <laughs> uh, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just joking about that. Yeah, there, there was actually one time I was uh, trying to listen to your podcast. Um, it was a couple weeks ago, and it was after I did a 12-hour shift at work driving home, and I have an hour commute. Uh, yeah, I, I I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't oh, stay wow, with the yeah. podcast, and so it's like okay, yeah, this podcast would work <laughs> yeah. to, to be able to accomplish the the, the going to sleep part. And so, uh, but but yeah, I mean, yeah, you you do a very good job, and so um, uh, I actually had a podcast client um, one time where I was I was doing it for uh, uh, another person. It was kind of an outsourced situation where it was um, a an ADHD podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, and just by the nature of an ADHD person making a podcast for ADHD people, there is just naturally a lot of tangents and meandering thoughts and things like that that take place just in the natural conversation of things that are going on uh, with it. And so as I was listening to that, that thought kind of came to my mind. It's, it's like this is this seems very similar as far as... <laughs> uh, be able to do that and so it's like you you're following something but it's not necessarily what what everyone the i don't know the average person would necessarily follow in that in that in that way but it, it really does work um right, as you go yeah. through that and so uh like, like you said it just kind of kind of lets you be able to kind of relax your mind um so that you're not having to actively think about a whole lot of things um so that yeah that, that is really cool yeah, yeah, that's the kind of the idea. It's like to, to take your mind off of whatever's keeping you awake. And then you try to, you're like, oh, this is something. And then ideally, the next morning at breakfast, like a couple is like, a, hey, did you listen to Scoots last night on Sleep With Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What was he talking about? Uh, I, I think maybe, uh, maybe Lonely Pennies. I don't know. Was he talking, or Penny Loafers? I, I can't remember. Something about pennies, maybe. Uh, so, so that's like the perfect use case to the next day. It's like, well, but I slept great. Like, I, I don't remember what he was talking about, but I slept good. Okay. Yeah. You just kind of mentioned there. Um, and, and I don't think we, we covered that yet that your, uh, alter ego, um, if you will, that you, your, your, uh, persona that, that you have on the show, uh, scooter. And so how, how did that develop? You know, that came out of uh, being afraid to start a podcast, actually. Like, I, I was very self-critical of the idea, and I was very afraid of, like, putting my work out there and being like, who, who am I to make a sleep podcast? I don't know anything about – I'm not a radio personality, and I don't have any audio background. Uh, but I knew the podcast was – the idea was – it kept coming up. I was like, oh, I, I got to find a way to make this. But my internal critic was just on my case – and it was like, this is going to be so embarrassing. And I said, okay. Um, 
and I was just trying to think of ideas to sneak around the critic. And I said, well, what would you think about using a, like a, a pseudonym, like a stage name or something? And my critic was like, eh, maybe, maybe. And I was like, OK, well, well, something that's fun that kind of fits the idea. And then I was like, oh, how about this dearest scooter? Uh, we, it was a name we were using um, with another project. And I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds pretty comforting. And I was like, yeah, so, so would, would that uh, make you feel more comfortable to do the podcast? Like, give us some more freedom. And I, I, my critic was like, I guess. Uh, and so it was just a matter of getting me over that hump to start making the podcast and putting it out. Uh, but it has kind of given me a little bit more freedom. Uh, I mean, I think initially I still had a lot of performance anxiety when I was making the show and I might've been a little overcritical of myself or self-deprecating or overcompensating. Uh, but having the kind of, uh, a personality to inhabit that is pretty much myself, but just a positive and more relaxed aspects of myself. It, it did give me more freedom to kind of experiment and to be like, you know what, like it is an illusion that this pseudonym is going to protect me from failing or, or embarrassment, but it, it did give me this extra safety net to be like, well, we could just talk about whatever we want. Let's, let's experiment. Let's see how it goes. Uh, so, so it was just like a little bit of a security blanket and, and it really did, uh, it helped me get the show started. And I think it still helps today remind me in a sense that I'm there for the person listening to the show. Uh, but I have freedom to kind of just do my best and, and to kind of keep testing ideas out as long as it's in the context of a, Hey, what do, is this going to be helpful to the listener falling asleep or what's my gut say about this? So yeah, it, it's, it's been nice. I, I highly recommend it actually. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So I, I was, yeah, I was actually going to go there as far as like, do you still struggle with, um, with that inner critic, um, still today, or or if that's been something you pretty much overcome? Yeah, it's something I still struggle with on a regular basis. Uh, like whether it's a show doesn't go well, and, and I kind of feel like, oh, that episode didn't go as well, or when I hear someone else being critical, and then it kind of resonates with my internal critic, and it's like. That's it. Might as well stop the podcast. It's all over now. Like uh, no one likes it or, uh, oh, like we're doomed. It, so it's more been like managing my critic and soothing my critic. And when I sit down to record the show saying, hey, uh, you know, I realize you're stressed out and you want this podcast to go perfect. And, and, and you have these high unrealistic expectations for every episode. So, you know, you just calm down. I'll be in there. I'll do my best. Really, we're just here to put people to sleep, not to, you know, w win an Oscar or a Nobel Prize. So let's just sit down and we'll focus here and we'll worry about the disaster when we're done recording. Um, so it's more helped me, like, kind of get in a better relationship with my internal critic. But I, I, I have a feeling that that's like going to be a lifetime companion for me. <laughs> it's just a, a part of who I am. Mm hmm. Yeah, yeah, and so I know there's a lot of people that struggle with having that inner critic, uh, critic, um, the uh, was an imposter sy syndrome that a lot of people have as they either get started or maybe even after they get started for a little bit, and then they start getting that fear as they start to make progress. And so, um, hopefully, this is something that can help people to be able to overcome that for themselves as well. Um, just to be able to do this. Cause I mean, like you said, you've been doing this for over five uh, years and 
what did you say over five or over 700 episodes yeah 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 i think it's really important um to to like uh like to start your podcast or to keep it going or to change it like ignoring it or saying no 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 it's not worth it it's too embarrassing it's uh, not a good idea and then finally I, I had enough space to be like hey let's try and let's see how it goes and then I, I had listened to like Dave Jackson's podcast and a couple other podcasts about podcasting and I heard this statistic that 50% of podcasts that record episode one don't record episode two and then 50% of podcasts that record episode two don't record episode eight. And then 50% of podcasts that record episode eight don't record episode 21. And then 50% of podcasts that don't record episode 21 don't record episode 50. And I don't know if those are actual, like those might be facts I just made up in my head, but it was something similar to that. And I used that with my critic. Like I said, because my critic's like, this podcast is going to be a disaster. Every, every time I sat down to record and I said, okay, what if we, because a lot of stuff like how many people listen to your podcast, if you're going to, you know, if it's going to grow exponentially, you know, what, 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 like your, your job is really to make the best show you can, like the, the listeners and a lot of that stuff is a little bit out of your control, which can make it even more scary, but making the best show and making the next show and, and putting them out is something that's definitely under your control. And so I said that to my critic, I said, okay, what if we set those points? Like, we're not going to quit. We'll make episode one and then we'll decide if we're going to make episode two. Once we make episode two, we're going to go all the way to episode eight and then we can quit at episode eight. So at episode eight, I had a meeting with my critic. I said, okay, what do you think? Should we keep making this or is it the disaster you said? And it was like a paper dragon. My critic was like, oh yeah, let's just keep making it. And then the same thing with episode 21. I kept making it and my critic was still on my case. Oh no. And I said, okay, don't worry. Episode 21 will quit if you want, but we're going to make it all the way to 21. And then I made it to 21 and then it was like, oh, okay, I guess let's keep going. And the same thing with 50 and then it was a hundred. And uh, every time we got to those quit points, it was like, oh, why wouldn't we keep making the show? Like even when it was like scary or like, oh, is anyone listening? I mean, my show is always, slowly and steadily grown so if there's people listening that have five listeners like i i was there for for a time and then it was like six listeners and then it was 10 so it was like my critics like there's only 30 people listening to this podcast and i said okay well let 50 will quit then like like but then it was like well there's 50 people listening to this podcast why wouldn't we keep going it's putting people to sleep we've heard from three people so that trick really has helped me get to episode 700, like in these little steps and to, and to kind of feel like it's okay to change or it's okay. Like for some people that podcast might not be a good fit. So maybe at that quick point you say, Oh, you know what? I'm going to make a podcast about hobby horses or something. You know, I changed my mind and, and that's what I'm really interested in or, you know, model train sets and, and, and you're still going and you're still learning the skills, but then you have permission because there's also like this false shame in giving up or, or changing things. And there's no shame in, in quitting when you're trying. It's more of like finding this balance between your internal critic holding you back and doing something that's working or that you're getting, you're at least getting 
some sort of uh, sustenance out of. Uh, so it's so it's okay to quit or change your podcast too, but just don't let your critic wear you down because you never know what you're going to discover when you keep going. I mean, it's just one of the keys of podcasting is over time and consistency. They they really do add up, and your show gets better, and your listenership grows, and people spend more time with you. And as the years go by, it's like they get to know you better. So then they they want to share about the podcast and then it helps the podcast grow. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Now, I do have a question, um, something I'm curious about. And you probably get this question. Um, I, I don't know, maybe 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 not. Um, but just the title of the podcast, Sleep With Me. Um, I know when I first heard that <laughs> there was a different thought that went through my head as to what the podcast would be about. Um, so, so what was your thought process on the title and was the intention to be a little, little more edgy or, or how, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I went, I did a lot of brainstorming around the title cause, uh, I knew the concept of the podcast and I knew the strangeness of the concept of the podcast and this kind of spirit of the podcast of so this goofy friendly nature. And then I was like, just started writing out titles and, and a lot of them were like two on the nose, like go to sleep podcast, uh, fall asleep. And I was like, yeah, that's boring. And, and it doesn't catch. It's just a title. It doesn't have a, um, a, a, a oomph to it. And then a, a lot of the other titles were more like Cinemax movies. Like, and I was like, okay, well th that's too uh, in the other direction on the nose. And I was like, oh, sleep with me felt like the perfect balance that you could say it with a smile on your face. And I hear from and I actually it's worked out really well because it's strange, like that my podcast has a weird title and it's really hard to describe. And that like makes it harder to share. But in some sense, that helps in the sharing because it's like so hard to get someone to listen to the podcast. I mean, I hear this from listeners all the time and it's so embarrassing a little bit that you have to know someone really well, or you have to tell them like three or four times. And they're like, wait a second, what? It's a grown man telling you bedtime, sto bedtime stories about what? Uh, or, you know, reporters will reach out to me and they've just heard the title and they're like, they have this expectation that I'm some, uh, yeah, that's some strange, strange uh, podcast that would be on Cinemax or whatever. And uh, so, so in some sense, it's made it slower to grow the show but more effective and it's made the listeners more invested. And I think it, the title is just important that it, uh, it, it kind of gives people a general idea of it, it's like it, that the podcast is a little bit quirky and strange and yeah, right on the edge. Cause it, uh, yeah, it's like, it, it's a podcast for grownups. The topics are not super adult in nature, but it is just geared towards adults more than kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now, is there any other things that you've uh, maybe experimented with that you can think of um, and then whether it worked or not, is there anything that you think of off the top of your head that you want to bring up? Yeah. I mean, I test out stuff all, all the time on the show. Like I'll have, I have a lot of imaginary guests on uh, and sometimes those are, those are hit, go out of the park. Like I have a neighbor who comes on the show and he was really liked. I had a, a cranky butterfly that lives in my backyard that I interview on the show. And those go really well. But then I've interviewed other imaginary characters and it's gone horribly. Like where 
I interviewed a spleen once that I had got contact information for and came on the show to talk about life as a spleen. And that spleen was the worst. It was like the most, uh, like it was one of those combative interviews for a sleep podcast. That could be tough. Um, but yeah, I try to, uh, like I do on location episodes. I've kind of phased those out just because the production is so much more intense that it's just harder to turn around. I've done TV show recaps and, and yeah, some I've had to not do like the walking dead I, I was trying to do, but it was just too hard, obviously too hard to kind of make it a uh, palatable for bedtime though. Like I can do, I, I've done um, game of Thrones. It's a little bit more malleable or breaking bad because um, they're a little bit more, I don't know, just having a world overtaken by zombies. I was like, what was I thinking? Or, uh, yeah, some other subjects that are like, I don't know, like anything about snakes or spiders or those kind of things. Sometimes I got to be aware of like money or any subject matter that people are already worrying about and kind of avoid that. And usually I learn that by making a mistake and listeners letting me know, hey, they kept me awake when you talked about that. Or when you make self-deprecating jokes, that hurts my feelings, too. And then kind of hearing that content of their their message and then saying, oh, yeah, maybe I should change that. Maybe I really should take a look at that and this differently. So it really has been uh, I've gotten a lot of positive critical feedback that's really I've been able to integrate into the show. Well, very cool. I definitely appreciate the time that you've spent to, to come and be on my show and so as we as we close here, where would you direct people to go if they want to get a hold of you or find out more information about your podcast? Yeah, you could just like if you want to listen, you could open the, your podcast app and just search for Sleep with Me, and it's it's a like it doesn't work for everybody. It's a different show, and most of the if you ever look at our uh, Apple Podcast reviews, almost every person says it took three two or three times of listening before I. I started to enjoy the show. It started to work for me. Uh, so, but in a podcast app, you can check out our website at sleepwithmepodcast.com. And uh, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm on Twitter at Dear Scooter or Instagram at Dear Scooter. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a pleasure to be on. I mean, I'm really glad you're doing a show kind of about all of the possibilities in podcasting because I think it's, especially now as it's growing, it's something people forget is like a, this is a very open medium and there's plenty of room for everybody to try stuff out and every voice to kind of be heard and to kind of see. And some ideas might not work, but if you have an idea kind of sitting in your gut or your heart or just something you're curious about, it's at least worth recording a couple episodes and maybe even putting them out to see and say, oh, OK, is this idea about let me let me keep iterating and let me keep trying and uh or, oh, this didn't work, but I learned how to do this, or I learned this level of sound design. Uh, your ideas are, are important, and, and uh, a lot of times it's like this little kid voice, hey, can we do this? Can we try to do this? And I think fostering that's really important. So I'm glad you're making a show, uh, kind of a, telling stories and hopefully encouraging other people, because I, I love hearing experimental stuff. Uh, so yeah, like I've just been listening to imaginary advice and it's like, I won't even tease it any more than that, but it's a great, a great experimental show uh, to check out. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for that. And I, uh, that's my goal is to be able to bring out these different things. And, and, and I mean, a lot of times when people do stuff with the podcast or anything in the creative realm or whatever, people tend to look at their own industry and what people in their own industry have already done. And they tend to follow that similar format. And so my goal though, is to try to bring out some different things and say, Hey, well, maybe you can look just outside your industry and maybe there's something you can borrow from this other industry and see how that works. And so I'm trying to find people that are doing that. And so, so that is definitely my goal. And so hopefully we can be able to get more people trying to do some unique things to kind of freshen up the, the podcast pool, if you will. And so, so yeah, so I definitely appreciate that. Thank you again for taking time to be on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on and uh, yeah, keep podcasting, keep listening. That's, uh, that's what, uh, keep having fun. Thanks. I definitely hope that you enjoyed that conversation with Drew Ackerman. If you want to get a hold of him, you can check out his website and be able to do that. His podcast is definitely unique. Uh, you can definitely check that out. Probably just not while you're driving. Anyway, uh, definitely want to hear from you. If you have any uh, thing that you have done personally with your podcast that you've uh, tested something out and maybe it worked, maybe it didn't. Uh, either way, I would love to be able to hear from you. Or if you know somebody that is doing something unique with our podcast, I would definitely love to be able to take recommendations as well. And so moving forward, uh, I definitely want to have uh, some more conversations with people about their podcast. But also, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, kind of do kind of outside case study kind of things of some podcasts that I've listened to. And, uh, and kind of just kind of bring out some of the things that I've noticed, uh, what, uh, what they're doing as far as some of the things in their podcast or doing with their podcast, not necessarily in their podcast too. And so just want to kind of bring some of that out as well. And so kind of bring a little bit of a, uh, different view on that. And then also to let you know that coming up next year, probably February, uh, there is going to be a, uh, another podcast coming out specifically for how to launch a podcast and i'm going to um, address specifically to authors um, and people that uh, do writing as a living or maybe it's a side thing or whatever but being able to use podcasting to be able to uh, to be able to help with the book publishing and the book promoting aspect and things like that and we're going to get into some of the details of how to be able to podcast and so like i said it's specifically for authors but it can be uh, applicable to anyone that is looking to start a podcast as well so if you're interested in that when it comes out i will definitely uh give you an update on that you can check it out if you would like to right now i have a really 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 basic website available at podcastingauthors.com and so i don't have a sign up or anything yet for that uh, but i do plan on getting that set up within the next month uh, and be able to uh, get that going. So if that's something that is of interest to you, uh, definitely check that out. If you don't want to wait for that podcast to come out and you want to try to find out how you can be able to get started with a podcast, you can reach out to me directly as well. And I can so be able to help that, you go ahead and wrap even up prior to that podcasting experiments. Out. I definitely appreciate the time that you've had. Again, my name is Joshua Rivers. 
And we are signing off. We'll talk to you next episode. Podcasting Experiments is a production of Podcast Guy Media, LLC at podcastguymedia.com.